Well, in the book of Matthew, chapter number 24, I ask that you remain seated. Uh, but we're going to start in the book of Matthew, chapter 24. I want to preach on a simple subject here today. And that subject is believers who don't believe. Believers who don't believe. So we're going to start in Matthew, chapter number 24. And we're going to start reading at verse number 36. If you have your Bibles, open it up there. Uh, if not, it's going to be on the screen uh, behind me. And the word says, but of that day and hour knoweth no man. No, not the angels of heaven, but my father only. And then it says, but. So in other words, he's saying there's a slight transition here that I'm going to give you an example. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark. So everyone was carrying on as normal, not giving time to what Noah was building. Everyone was living their life, not taking the time to realize their afterlife. Everyone was doing what they thought was pleasing to their flesh, but was not considering the spirit. And the Bible says... In verse number 37, but as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For, in, for as in the days they, that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And the scripture says in verse number 39, knew not. Well, who knew not? Those that were not considering what Noah was doing. They weren't taking the time to think about or to engage in conversation in a deep enough level to say, should I be paying attention to what Noah is building? Because in verse 39, we'll read that again, it says, and knew not until the flood came. And the Bible says, and took them all away. He says, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Jesus here is giving a prime example saying, in my day when I am going to return is going to be similar to the days of Noah. That regardless of what is going on in the spirit, people are only thinking about the flesh. And they're doing what they think is right and pleasing to the flesh, not taking heed or mind to what is taking place in the spirit. You better believe everything that is happening in the natural, oh yes, it is symbolic in the spirit. So if there is a war, and you better believe what is taking place is a war. If there's a war going on in the natural, there is a war happening in the spirit. Why do you think over these last few months there's been such a fight and a struggle for you 
to push through to a level that you want to achieve in the spirit. It is easy oftentimes for us to achieve what we would like to achieve in the natural. But many of us have been fighting a fight that we don't even understand and why we're struggling so much because it's in the spirit. The Bible says in verse number 38, the latter part of that says, until the day that Noah entered into the ark. Now, the ark here is a representation of a boat. It was a very large boat, as we know, because we know it had to fit all of the animals, seven of clean pairs and also two of unclean pairs. And so it is important to understand that as he's building this boat, this ark, the Bible calls it, for over 100 years, now you would think even the children would have said, Mommy, Daddy, what is going on with this large ark that he's building? That's where my mind goes. Now, wait a minute, because we know that only Noah, his wife, and his children got into the boat, his sons and their wives. Only eight people entered in. Now, you would have thought there would have been a 10, a 12, a 13-year-old that would have been curious enough and say, I don't know about what they're talking about, but you're building this for a reason. That just goes to show you on this Mother's Day the importance of the influence parents have over their children. Uh-huh. And so it is very vital that we see here and understand that Noah was not building or did not have the only boat in the city. But you must understand boats were common in that day. So it wasn't like Noah was building something that they've never seen before. They've just never seen it to that magnitude before. They've never seen someone take so much time putting in all this effort for over 100 years building something saying that the rain is going to come. Now that's what threw them off because they've never seen rain before. God provided all they needed from the dew of the ground. But there was always boats because boats were used for fishing. Boats were used for travel. So it wasn't like he was building something they were unfamiliar with. But the Bible says that Noah entered into the ark. The word ark there in Hebrew means tabah. Well, why is that so important? Because tabah means safety. And we see the word tabah also in the book of Exodus. Let's go to Exodus, please. Chapter number one. In verse number 8, you'll see it here again. It says, now there arose up a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. And he said unto his people, behold, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come on, let us deal wisely with them, lest they multiply. And it come to pass that when they have fallen out of war, they join also unto our enemies and fight against us. And so get them up out of the land. Drop down to verse number 12, and it says, but the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. I want to pause there for a second. It's important to stay in your word and stay in Jesus Christ. Because no matter what comes up against you, and no matter what affliction comes up against you, no matter who tries to bring you down, if you're with God, he will build you up. He will multiply you greatly. You may not see it so much in the tangible, but he will multiply you in the spirit. He will cause you to have greater faith. He will cause your joy to trump over your sorrow. He will cause you to have peace when other people are mourning. But when you stay in Jesus, no matter what afflicts you, God will raise you above 
in the spirit. The Bible says, but the more they afflicted them in the natural, the more they grew, multiplied, and grew. And they were grieved because of the children of Israel. Drop down to verse number 22. And Pharaoh charged all his people, saying, every son that is born ye shall cast into the river. So now he's trying to get rid of this growth process that is taking place so fast because he is afraid of the children of God. So he said, every son that is born, cast him into the river, and every daughter, you can save them alive. Because mm -hmm. that's what the enemy tries to do. He tries to take what he thinks is the strong person. He tries to take what he thinks is the backbone of the success of your world and the success of your movement or the success of your home. He tries to kill that. And then whatever's remained, he will take to himself. That's why he left the women alive because he thought, well, we'll take their wives and we'll take their children unto us and we will reproduce what we want to reproduce. But see, that devil's a liar. That devil tries to kill, steal, and to destroy. That devil will not take what causes us reproduction to the children. Well, let me break it down just very plainly here. You ought to make sure your home is a home that Jesus can smile upon because he would do everything he can to stop the reproduction of a faith-believing home. Mm -hmm. But the Bible says in Exodus chapter number two, let's go there, verse number three, All right? It says, and when she, she being the mother of Moses. And when she could not, could not longer hide him, could not longer hide him, she took for him a tabah. The word ark there in chapter 2, verse number 3, ark also is tabah. It is the other place in the Bible where you see the word tabah. And we know and understand that Moses' mother put him in what they called an ark. And this ark was built for the same purpose the ark in Genesis was built for. It was built for safety. Whatever was put inside of this ark or this tabah, it was for safety. Noah was building an ark in that day, not for fishing, not for traveling. It was only built for safety. That was the only purpose he was taking time to do what God had told him to do because he was building an ark for safety. There's no other purpose we are in this belief for other no for no other reason but for our safety. That's why oftentimes we have heard the saying we are out of the ark of safety or you're in the ark of safety. That's where we get that from because it comes from Tabah. So it's important to know and to understand that we can have our own separate boats of religion. Let me help you understand that. Because the people in Noah's day, they had their boat. They had their boat and said, why is he building this large ark? Why is he building this large boat? We don't need that. We have our own boat. We have our own transportation. We have our own way of living. We have our own ways that we want to do in the eyes of the Lord. Because the Bible says every man is right in his own eyes. But I've come to preach here today. I don't want to be right in my eyes. I want to be right in the eyes of the Lord. Uh -huh. And so now people have their own boats of religion and not recognizing what is taking place in the spirit because there is a tabah 
boat that is being built today. Uh-huh. Oh, yes, it is. Jesus is getting his bridegroom ready. So I've come to ask a simple question to every believer that is in the house here today. I know many of you are on one end of the spectrum when it comes to this pandemic. Another of you are on the other end of the spectrum when it comes to the pandemic. I'm not here to question where you are. I'm not here to question where your faith is or where your fear is. I'm not here to talk about that. I thank God that you've pressed your way out to the house of the Lord. But I've come to ask this question. Are you in the right boat? Because I've come to tell you, there is a wrong boat. There is a wrong way. I've come to wake up somebody in the Holy Ghost. You know there's only one way to heaven. You got to excuse me, but I feel like preaching a little bit. You better not buy into the lie of this world. You better not be listening to the people in this world. You better not be listening to those people on TV, but you better listen to this preacher. There's only one way to the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. And there's people all over this world. There's people that you know and that you are connected with. That's trying to say all you have to do is this. All you have to do is that. I don't even have to go down that road. All you have to do is that. It doesn't take all of that. No, but it takes all of this. So whatever this says, this is what I'm doing. If it's not in here, I'm not going to concern myself with it. But if it's in the book, I've got to follow the book. And the book says there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. The book says that all men have to come through Jesus Christ. The book says that I must be born again of water and of spirit. The book says that I must be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. The book says that you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. That's what the book says. The book says you got to be separate from the world. I can't be like everybody else, but God has brought me out for a reason. That's what the book says. <laughs> Hallelujah. You've got to excuse me, but remember, I'm used to preaching to empty pews. So I will get excited all by myself. But do I have anybody in here that's going to follow the book? If the book says it, I believe it. If the book says it, I trust in it. If the book says it, I must depend on it. Hallelujah. Because when the flood came, you know there were probably thousands of boats. Huh? Think about that. Thousands of them. But only one floated. Now think about that. You don't need to get in that boat, son. We've got a boat. Even if the rain comes, we've got a boat. Even if whatever this man is talking about, is preaching about, we got a boat. But mommy, daddy, look at all those animals getting on the boat. Shouldn't we probably get on? They're not smarter than us, are we? Uh, we don't want those animals in our boat. We got a boat. Uh, because even if it rains or whatever he's talking about, whatever come, we've got our own boat. We've got enough room for a few other people, matter of fact. 
Matter of fact, just in case, I'll make my boat a little bigger. Oh, y'all, y'all better follow me because that's where my imagination goes. Somebody looking at Noah said, well, maybe let me add a few more planks to my boat. Just in case it does get a little crazy. But only one boat floated. Because there's only one to buy. There's only one ark of safety. The Bible says, and they knew not until the flood came. The scripture says, and it took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. So verse 42, come on, put that up there so these folks know I'm reading out the Bible. Verse 42 says, watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would have not suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be ye also ready. For in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. I've come to preach here just for a few moments, so just indulge me for a little while. But I know what this church stands for. I know what we believe in. And I know I'm looking at a group of believers that know and trust that there's only one God. You believe in the oneness of God. You believe, hero Israel, the Lord our God is one. I'm looking at a group of people in here, if you don't know it, understand it, that the scripture says that we must repent of our sins. We must understand and realize that we need a savior, that we need to be redeemed, that we are not perfect individuals, but we need someone to help us overcome our sin. We need something to pull us away from the ways of the world. We must repent, ask God for forgiveness. Then we must be baptized in water. Because when you go in the bathroom to wash your hands, you don't just leave the soap on your hands and walk out. No, but you rinse them off to cleanse off the dirt that's on your hands. So that's why you must go down in water. And the Bible says that we do it in the name of Jesus Christ. Because when you do it in the name of Jesus Christ, there is remission or removal of sin. Imagine going to wash your hands and you walk out and your hands still dirty. You would think, what's wrong with that water? There's nothing wrong with the water. It's just the name that was applied to it. That's why we baptize you in the only name under heaven given among men whereby you must be saved. And that's in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible then says that you shall, not that you might, not that it's not for you, not that it's for this person and not that person, but you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's what the Bible says. We believe that he has all power in heaven and earth. We believe in the scriptures that you must be holy for he is holy. We live a separate world. We live a separate way from this world. We don't ride the line, ride the fence. Try to live saved on Sunday and then go crazy on Monday. But we live the same way. Holy and acceptable unto the Lord. But here's my concern. With all of us that clapped our hands and magnified the Lord and jumped for joy saying, yeah, pastor, I believe that. I'm I'm with you, pastor, on that. 
But I've, here, I've come to challenge somebody in the spirit. I've come to challenge every individual in the Holy Ghost. Because there are preachers, there are evangelists, there are ministers, there's pastors, there's teachers, there's some of your loved ones that are not preaching the second coming of Jesus Christ. There are people, there are preachers and churches that refuse to preach that there is a hell. They'll preach heaven all day, but they won't say nothing about hell. There is a spirit so strong in this world, hear me and hear me well, that are not saying anything about a place called hell. They're not, there's more preachers talking about living your best life today instead of denying yourself today so that you can live eternally with him. I've heard more messages about living your best life if you do this, this, and this, God will bless you with this, this, and this. I know God's a blesser. He reigns on the just and the unjust. God will bless you if he chooses to. He'll take it away if he chooses to. But there's not enough preaching. And it's important to hear that Jesus is coming. I've come to preach to somebody in the spirit to let you know and you better have it in your heart, it better be deep down in your belly that Jesus is coming. There's not anybody that's telling you and proclaiming to you the scriptures of the word of God found in Hebrew chapter number nine, verse number 27. It says, and as it is appointed unto man once to die, but after this, the judgment. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many. And unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time with, uh -huh, without sin unto salvation. I've come to preach for a moment. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. He's coming back. I don't care what you think or what you've been hearing, but Jesus is coming back. And he's coming back for a church. Are you ready? Are you in the bride? Are you in the church? You better make sure you're ready. You better make sure your children are ready. Don't look to nobody else. Don't look to these four walls. But as for me and my house, I've got to make sure that I'm ready. I've come to preach to somebody in the spirit because the devil's been trying to lure you to sleep. He's trying to get you to think about other things instead of focusing on Jesus. Hear me and hear me well. I'm trying to wake somebody up in the Holy Ghost. If you don't think you're ready, you better get Get ready today. You better not wait on tomorrow. You better not call your friend. You better not call your husband. You better not check with your children. But you better say, I better be ready right now. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't allow my salvation to be on somebody else. But I got to work out my own salvation with fear and with trembling. Hear me well right now and hear this preacher. If you haven't been baptized in Jesus' name, get baptized today. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, receive it today. If you're not living like the world. If you better come out, come out of sin, come out of the way of the world and get ready to meet Jesus. Uh -huh. 
I want to tell somebody very closely because we like to hear about all the great things of Jesus. And yes, he's a great God. We like to hear about all the glitz and glamour. And yes, he's able to provide and do all things for you. But we must understand he also sits on that judgment throne. He's also the lion and the lamb. He's also going to have the final say so. He's going to be the ultimate judge. Don't look to people. Don't look to anybody else. They don't have judgment over your life. Only Jesus has the final say over your life. That's why I don't live for you. That's why I don't live for my parents. That's why I don't live for my wife. But I live for Jesus. He's the one I stand on. He's the one I lean upon. He's the one I trust in. Because he is the one that's able to pull me out of any way of sin. Hallelujah. Jesus is getting his tabah ready. Jesus is building his ark. Are you in the right boat? Are you in the right boat? Don't stay in your boat of religion. Don't sit there in your own little pity party. Don't sit there and say, ah, oh, preacher, you just, you just need to sit down somewhere. I'll be okay. Okay. You go ahead and say that. But as for me and my house, I want to make sure I'm ready. I want to make sure I'm ready to see Jesus. Because I'm not going to ignore what is happening in the spirit. I'm not going to ignore the warning. Somebody shout warning. That's what he's doing. He's warning the people. See, oftentimes when things like this happen, believers begin to say, boy, I hope they can get a hold of my children. Boy, I hope they can get a hold of this. Boy, I hope they can get a hold of this person. And yes, that is true. I hope he does that. But God, get a hold of me. Help me be right. I want to make sure I'm ready. I can't be so concerned about everybody else that I lose my soul. But God, help me to be ready. God, help me to be right. God, help me to get my house in order because when it's all said and done is this okay I I don't try to hold you I'll be done here in in, in a minute it's all said and done the Bible says they knew not until The flood came. It was too late then. It was too late. Because once the flood came, no matter if they hopped out of their boat of religion and tried to come to the tabah, the door was already closed. Because the Bible says, God shut the door. Help us, God, right now. God, help us while the door is still open. While the door is still open. While we still have an opportunity. Don't walk out of this church. Don't walk out of here thinking that you're okay when you know God is dealing with your heart. I feel this so strong in my spirit. I know God's been pulling on you. I know God's been working on your heart. I know he's been dealing with certain individuals. Take this opportunity. Hear this preacher. Make sure that you're ready and that you're in the right boat. Because there's only one boat of safety. I know. 
I can preach on the carnality and I can preach on the worldly things and I can preach on this former fashion of different things, a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. There's a lot of things I can go down that road and talk about. And there's a lot of things that we are struggling with personally. I know. This pandemic has been so highlighted that we must understand there are still deaths, funerals, there's still weddings. Life still continues. And because life continues, sometimes what's happening across the world, it can overshadow the things that life is still presenting. We're st many people are still in financial trouble, marital trouble. Life still goes on. And, but everybody in the masses is talking about just the pandemic. But we're still dealing with day-to-day -day situations. So why should I go throughout my day-to-day -day issues without Jesus? Why should I go throughout my day-to-day -day struggles without making sure I'm in the ark of safety? I want to tell somebody here today as I wrap up, singers, you can come. As I wrap up and tell you that every sign that you see Foreign and domestic. Well, I, I wish I can really preach this like I want to. I, I've got a whole list of things I've researched. I, I mean, a whole list of things that's been happening all over this world. And I'm sure many of you, you know about it. You've been studying. You've been seeing. It's right in front of our face. All over this world, there are things just taking place and lining up. From the 5G network to the chip in your hand, all these things. If you don't know about it, I'll teach it sometime. But things are just lining up. Everything is coming to pass according to this word. It's already been spoken. It's happening. We are living in this day that Revelations is speaking about. It's happening. It's in our generation. And you mean to tell me? Help us, God. That I don't want to make sure that I'm ready. You mean to tell me I'm going to take another day, another opportunity, another moment to pass by, to not fall on my face and ask God, Lord, forgive me. Help me, God, to be right. Help me, Lord, to be ready. You mean to tell me I'm going to go another day just taking it for granted, thinking that God is just going to be there for me? The devil is a liar. He's luring the believers to sleep. prove it to you because the Bible says in verse number 44 of Matthew 24 therefore be ye also ready Jesus is now talking to his people his believers his followers okay put, put that up on the screen I want them to know I'm reading the Bible it says therefore be ye also ready it says for in such an hour as you think not the son of man comes he's talking to people that believe in him he's not talking to other people that don't believe in him but he's talking to believers and he said when you're not even thinking about it I'm going to show up church don't stop thinking about it don't stop thinking about it know that Jesus is coming know that the second coming of Jesus is real Know that there's a hell to gain, 
excuse me, a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. Know that it's real. That Jesus is coming back. That his promises are true. And that if God said it, it's going to come to pass. Let's lift our hands right now unto the Lord. Come on. In the name of Jesus.